Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Welcome back to the program and... Thank you for taking time out of your day, probably a busy schedule, I'd imagine, to join us here on Shouts of Grace. And this is your first time listening to Shouts of Grace. We want to say uh, welcome and to let you know that we have a website for you to go to. That is shoutsofgraceradio.com. And there we have almost five years worth of episodes. There's there's upwards of 190, closing in on 200 episodes where um, you can go and listen to a whole host of, of topics um, as we unpack scripture and just different views on certain things. I mean, just go through and it's it's like a it's like a menu at a at a restaurant where you kind of open it up and you're like, what do I what do I eat and what or what do I listen to? And so that's there for your um, enjoyment. And if you are a return listener, we want to say thank you for your support. And as always, we want to give a shout out to Key Radio for the use of their studios here in Provo, Utah. As you know, if you've listened in before um, on Shouts of Grace, we have different guests that either call in from around the state of Utah, around the country, really. Um, And then we have a lot of people that come into the studio. And so today we have in studio a really good friend of mine. I'd say he's a spiritual mentor to me because I was kind of a a lonely Christian child growing up. I didn't have a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of influences, but um, he definitely is one of them. Pastor Robert Marshall, how are you, brother? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Yeah. We we had a great uh, Sunday this last week. You and your wife Donna showed up, and she's in the studio today. You just can't see her here, um, <laughs> but she's here as that as that overseeing influence of Robert's words. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> but um, but anyways, we we uh, we had a great a great time at church last week, and so um, Robert, you, you you know a lot of people don't know this, but you have a a ministry to actual pastors and hurting pastors and confused pastors and all the other things that pastors go through. Um, and so I was wondering if you could just kind of take a second and talk about it and what it is that, that you do and, and how the Lord's kind of used it over the years. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, we run a ministry called Streams in the Wasteland Christian Ministries. We have a website, streamsinthewasteland.com. And the goal is to be an encouragement and help to pastors in, in the state of Utah first and then wherever we find ourselves or they find themselves. And um, it's been a real blessing to be able to be to be able to be an encouragement to folks and help pastors just to come alongside of them and do whatever we can for them. You mean pastors need help? What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they had their whole lives together and everything was perfect and they just sat back and instructed everybody yeah. else it was messed up. <laughs> they just sit back and wear their fancy tennis shoes and wear nice watches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you've been a blessing, I know, to, to me personally, to our church. And so um, I'm sure I can vouch for a lot of other people um, that you have you have helped them greatly. And so thank you for being faithful to the Lord in that. Um, and, and Donna as well. I mean, she's, you know, she's been by your side the whole time. Absolutely. So, you know, you guys, you guys carry the weight and the burden of not only, um, you know, the call to, to pass yourself, but honestly, in some part, the burden that, that a lot of others are carrying and you guys shoulder that with them. And that's definitely, I think that's, that's, a you know, that's a fulfillment of scripture, which is to bear one another's burdens. You know, there's, there's no border to that with you guys. And so 
I encourage you listeners to to go on. Um, and what's the website again? Streamsinthewasteland.com. Streamsinthewasteland.com. And if the Lord puts it on your heart um, to support that ministry in whatever way you can, it's it's well worth it. There's a lot of health in pulpits because of it. And so, uh, Pastor Robert, today what I want to do is I, I want to talk about something that I think sometimes when we're believers, we we don't realize how our actions impact others, both for the good and for the bad. Um, and, and so what I want to do is I, I want to look at a story, um, a story. I, was, I, I cringe when I say story. I want to yeah. look at a real life thing that right. happened many, many, many years mm-hmm. ago. And First Samuel 14, it's, it's recorded for us. And I just kind of want to give the kind of setup and then, and then kind of punt the ball over to you. But um, in 1 Samuel 14, Saul, uh, who's the king of Israel, is finding themselves in this place where they're kind of sitting around, you know, under a pomegranate tree, I guess you could say. And the enemy's surrounding them. The Philistines are surrounding them. And there's really some inaction. And, and as they're sitting there, um, his son, Jonathan, uh, sees this and he's like, in verse um, in chapter in First Samuel fourteen six, it says Jonathan the young man um, that uh, said to the young man that bears his armor, "Come, let us go over into the garrison of the uncircumcised." Uh, talking about the Philistines, it may be that the Lord will work for us, for there is no restraint to the Lord to save many or by few. Um, and, and so, our, you know, he gets this idea. He's looking around. He's like, you know, what am I sitting here for? And he looks at his armor bearer. Goes, let's go over here. And, and let's just see what God may or may not do, right? Um, and, and so pick up the story from that and just kind of what, what, what the Lord is kind of showing. And then I want to kind of look at the end as kind of the main point. But, but what does Jonathan do at that point? And, and, and how does God use him? And how does that inspire us, do you think? Well, in dealing with Jonathan, what I like about that passage you just read, come let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. What that means is these people are outside the covenant. Mm. They have absolutely no protection. They, they don't have any promises from God. And we're sitting here worried about them, scared of them. <clears throat> we, we are the ones who, we're the ones who are blessed. We're inside the covenant. We're the ones who God said, I'll go before you. I'll come behind you. I'll go in front of you, prepare the way. I'll come behind you, clean up the messes. And Jonathan says, what are we sitting here scared of these people for? We're the ones who have God on our side. And I like his armor bearer. I read this again this morning that I don't think we ever see the armor bearer's name. Hmm. I, I, we don't see it in this chapter, but yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if we see it in another chapter, but I didn't find it in this chapter. He's just somebody who's willing to do what needs to be done regardless of who gets the credit for it. Yeah, I, I, I like something, you know, here in, in talking about what the armor bearer says in response when Jonathan says, hey, let's go over there. And in verse seven, he says, and the armor bearer said to him, do all that is in your heart, do as you wish. Behold, I am with you heart and soul. Yep. And, and I like that because here you have somebody who has a deep enough commitment and a deep enough relationship with Jonathan that he trusts Jonathan's relationship with God to where he knows God's going to protect him. But, but the thing I like about it is here, here's a guy that's willing to walk with somebody no yep. matter what, you yep. know, talk about that because that really is the core of what your existence has been for the last 35 years. I'm, I'm with you heart and soul. Yeah. Well, our goal is to be whatever kind of encouragement to the pastors that we can be. I remember when we were pastoring back in the dark ages, I mean the eighties and, um, we just felt like we didn't have anybody. Hmm. And um, we would get a visit from our 
denominational uh, director twice a year, and he would take us out and buy us lunch, and and uh, that was it. And we really had no one to talk with, and we had no one who was going to be with us, and and it was a pretty lonely place. And that's a that's a part of the impetus that led us to this ministry. We saw a need, and um, just to be somebody that's going to be standing next to him and say, "Ah, oh, you're going to make mistakes, but that's okay. We'll be with you." And that's what I like about Jonathan's Armor Bearer. There's a book entitled God's Armor Bearer, in fact, two volumes now, I believe, that talk about the need for people who are just going to be the help to the pastor. And, you know, sitting in your church this past weekend, my word, how many of those you have? Mm. What a blessing. Steve walked up to me and, and said, I just want to take care of this so Pastor Pastor Steve doesn't have to worry about it at all. <laughs> and wow, boy, that's a yeah. wonderful thing. Yeah, amen, amen. Um, so Jonathan tells his armor bearer, he throws kind of this fleece out to, to the Lord mm-hmm. and just says, Hey, look, we're going to go out there. We're going to show ourselves out from underneath this rock. Right. You know, if they say, come up here, then we know God's given it into our hand. If they say we're coming down, then we're going to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it kind of falls where they say, Hey, you know, uh, come up here. And so we're told that Jonathan and his armor bearer, apart from the army, apart from Saul by themselves, decide to do it and they go up and I think it says something like 20 men, 20 Philistines fall before them. They go on their hands and knees mm-hmm. and they're just watching God do this, th- this work. And you know, the thing I like about that, and maybe you can talk about what your experience has been over the years is there's sometimes when a lot of times, most of the time <laughs> that when, when God's going to do something miraculous, um, you know, he, he does it apart from the crowd, meaning you know, we don't always just follow, you know, the the church in general, but God calls us out personally sometimes to yep. take huge steps of faith. You mm-hmm. know, talk talk about why that is, the reward that comes from that. People need someone who's going to lead them. It's just mm. that simple. And what God does is he puts it, you know, uh, Vance Havner said, uh, revival in Nineveh did not start in Nineveh. It started in the heart of a preacher mm. who was running from God. Boy, I like that. That's good. An entire city was changed because of one person who stood up and did they, what they were called to do. Amos, who was from the southern kingdom, went to the northern kingdom, and just one person went to Samaria, faced the evil of the city, faced the evil of the entire kingdom, and one person, what God can do with just one person. Farwell, a friend of D.L. Moody's, said, "God has yet the world has yet to see what God can do with a man, in a man, for a man, and through a man who is totally committed to him. And wow. the, the need of just one person to stand up and say, if nobody else goes with me, I'm going. The benefit for Jonathan was he had somebody that would go with him, somebody that would stand next to him. We don't even know his name. But that's what Habakkuk's talking about when he said, God said, write it down, hang it on the wall so that those who see it can run with it. There will be someone who sees that vision, who says, I'm a part of that vision, and they're going to go with it. Yeah. Amen. And I, I can't, I can't even imagine, you know, what the personal fulfillment was when you hear the Lord call, you step out like Jonathan did, and then you see the reward. That is you, you get to the top of the hill and you look down and you go, wow, who would have ever thought that God would have worked like this? Now, granted it was only 20 men, but it was the 20 men that were in their way, Yes, you know, but there's a bigger part of the story, which I want to focus in on, on the other side of the break. And, and, and I think this is the part that alludes to, to what you'd said just a few minutes ago. Somebody needs to lead. Somebody mm-hmm. needs to step out and be an example of faith yeah. sometimes. And somebody has to step out and, 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 and be an example of what a healthy marriage looks like. Right. Unhealthy people can look at it and go, wow, 
there there is a way to health, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think of the Israelites that crossed the Jordan when they went into the promised land. We often focus on the 12 stones that they took out to take back to camp to be a memorial, but we forget that it says, and they put 12 stones in. Mm. And, and, and I always look at that to think, why would you put 12 stones in the Jordan? Because there's going to come a point where people are going to come and they're going to go, this is where they crossed. Yep. Yep. This is... It can be done, yeah. right? And so I want to look at that part of the story, um, which I think for, for me personally speaks to the speaks to the bigger issue. So let's talk about that on the other side of the break. You're listening to Shouts of Grace. We will be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill or Pastor Steve, visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's broadcast. Welcome back to the program. I have in studio today a good friend of mine and actually one of our uh, one of our elders at Redemption Hill Church. Um, he's kind of the outside influence and he he doesn't even realize how much how much uh, how much wisdom he has that steers the ship and a lot a lot of times Pastor Robert Marshall um, Robert before the break we were just talking about this um, this encounter um, in Scripture that we have in First Samuel where where Jonathan and his armor bearer um, kind of take a step of faith and 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 they they leave the camp um, of of where he's at and his father and they go and and they kind of throw this fleece out and and God delivers you know, a number of Philistines into their hands, just mm-hmm. with two guys walking on their, crawling on their hands and need with yep. a sword. And I'll tell you what, I like the picture of that. A lot can be accomplished when you're on your knees yep. with a sword, yep. you know, and, and I'm thinking on my knees with prayer with the sword, which is the word of God and, yep. and great things are accomplished in that. But um, when they get to the top of this hill, we're told something interesting that, that, Back in the camp with Saul, commotion starts to take place, and, and, and they're kind of wondering, well, what's going on? And they take account, and they say, well, who's missing Jonathan? And I could just picture they're kind of you know scoping out what's happening, and, and they see kind of Jonathan taking this step. And it says in 1 Samuel chapter 14, um, verse 20, it says, Then Saul and all the people who were with him rallied and went into battle and behold every Philistine sword was against his fellow and there was great confusion and so what you see here is they're all sitting around while the Philistines you know surround them there's no movement right right one guy goes and he actually starts the fire and then they look out and they go Jonathan's missing and they all rally to battle yeah what's happening there what's what's the lesson there well the lesson in my mind is when you hear a vision from the Lord, when you see a vision from the Lord, get up and do it. And how how many times have we sat back and said, I'm either I'm not the one or I don't have anybody going with me? How mm. many people are waiting for somebody to step up and lead something and say, okay, now I can go with that? Mm. It's easy to sit back. I was watching something this morning. I was watching a video someone sent me making fun of some foolishness that goes on in the church today. And one of one of the sad things I think is happening is we are so content to sit back and make fun of and ridicule what's going on in the church and talk about how bad the worship is and how the preachers are wearing in the AKK, rather than saying, I will be an agent of change. If somebody would just stand up and say, I'll be the agent of change, how many people would be willing to follow them mm-hmm. instead of sending one more video from YouTube about how funny it is to make fun of the megachurch? 
Hmm. If hmm. one person stood up, which is what Jonathan did here, this is just what needs to be done. It just needs to be done. Somebody's got to do it. He did it and rallied the entire army to follow him. Yeah, I think I think that's a great, you know, I'm looking at this and there's there's three types of people that are mentioned here. And the first one here is the people the people that are that are supposedly fighting with you, walking mm-hmm. with you. You could say it might be, you know, the church and the people around you, if you will, that know you, right? They they're they're looking, people are looking for people with great faith, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, but it's not just them. I mean, and I think it's pretty sad. Saul's supposed to be an example, and he's sitting, you know, you know, watching the enemy surround him, and it's his son that actually steps out in faith. But something happens when they knock those 20 men off. Mm-hmm. Not only does Saul and the army get involved, but verse 21 says, the Hebrews who had been with the Philistines mm-hmm. before the time and who had gone up with them into the camp, even they also turned to be with the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. And so here you see the people that had left the camp. Right. Maybe people that you might want to say modern day who have backslidden and right. they turned away and they right. weren't with the camp. And now they see this and they join. Talk about yeah. that and how that affects people in, in our life. And in the middle of the fight, they got convicted and they mm. came home. They wow. saw the truth of what uh, they saw the truth of what they had abandoned, and I, I just wonder if it could have been said that they were convicted immediately and turned back to the Lord. I love that when I when we saw it, when I read that this morning, they they went back home. They knew they had messed up, but but isn't it interesting that God where God had placed them so that even the ones who had messed up days, weeks, months, years prior, now they're in a position from the inside of the enemy camp to be able to help the Hebrews. Wow, yeah, yeah. that's that's awesome. I. You know, I just want to I want to take a second real quick to talk to those people that are listening that that maybe you find yourself in that place. You've walked away from the Lord. Mm. You've walked you find yourself in the camp of the enemy, but deep down the, the, there's this desire, you know, almost what we would call the prodigal son. You're you're away and there's this desire to come home and 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 you're waiting, you're waiting for the example. You're mm-hmm. waiting for somebody to inspire you. And I just want to let you know there's no greater inspiration you can have than than Jesus. That's right. He, he is the one who who takes the wayward. He's the one that goes after uh the 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 one, leaves ninety-nine. And so, you know, I would just encourage you, you know, come home. Mm-hmm. Come home. You're you're living in very dark days. Um, where where the devotion that the world demands gets more wicked and more wicked as time goes on, and you're going to find yourself in places where compromise is going to lead to darker alleys in your life. And and why not stop now? Why not understand there's someone who's gone before you who is faithful on your behalf, who's fought the Philistines on your behalf, who's fought you know who's who's made it able for you to even where you're at now to turn around and to come back. Um, and so we just want to appeal to you, if, if you're listening and that's you, mm. come home, mm-hmm. come home. You're, you're not going to find anything other than open arms from a father who loves you. Uh, what you're eating is pig slop in mm. the world. It, it does not measure up to the feast and the position that God has for you as a child. You don't belong there. Mm-hmm. And so so we're, we're urging you, beseeching you, come home. Um, one, one last group, though, Pastor yep. Robert, in, in verse 21 Um, Or I'm sorry, in verse 22, it says, Likewise, when all the men of Israel who had hidden themselves in the hill country of Ephraim heard that the Philistines were fleeing, they too followed hard after them in battle. Talk about that. I think that's so cool because that's a lot of what we have going on today also. People who have decided to abandon the church, they're just going to sit back and watch and see what happens. I'm going to go pursue my own spirituality, which... 
Okay, do that. But the day is coming, and I'll tell you, I'm convinced that we're in that day. I've been in Utah. We moved here 40 years ago this June, and um, we have never seen a day like what we're looking at now. So many people who are excited about what's happening in the kingdom, who are willing to take it to their neighbors and pursue godliness with their neighbors, now is the time to come out of the hill country of Ephraim and engage in the battle. There have been a lot. That's what these people were doing. They were just sitting back, waiting to see what would happen. And when the time was right, they stepped back into it. Now's the time. Step back into it. The previous ones, the Hebrews, had gone over to the enemy. They're the ones who had, like you said, could use the term backslidden. But these guys, they're just sitting at home. They're watching t- They're watching the preacher on TV. Hmm. And, and when they see something actually happening in their neighborhood, and I have been here for 40 years I believe that God is doing something in the neighborhood now that I've never seen before. Yeah, it says it says something interesting. They had hidden themselves yep. in the hill country. Talk about what's happening there. Why why weren't they engaged? They hid themselves. Well, when you see that the leader is sitting under the pomegranate tree doing nothing but eating what's supposed to help men of a certain age, you know, why why would they be involved? Hmm. When the leadership is so lax and so comfortable in just sitting back and watching watching the scenery go by, why should they be involved? These are people who are willing to be a part. They're people who are willing to be engaged, but have been wounded, offended, whatever the term, by, by leadership that is willing to sit back and do nothing, and then criticize the Jonathans of this life who get up and go do something. Yeah. Why, yeah. why would they be involved? They're just going to go home and do some woodworking for a while or whatever it is they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, I, I think... I think you know, when, when I hear the term, they hid themselves, yeah. I think of fear. Yeah. Right? When we hide mm-hmm. ourselves, we're usually afraid of something. And, mm. you know, to, to those of you that are listening, you know, you're, you're not engaged. You're, you're, mm. you're, you're not really going to church. You're in, you're in essence hiding yourself. Mm. The, there is, when we hide ourselves, there is an element of fear that we have to face. Maybe you're afraid you're going to get hurt. Maybe you're afraid you've had, you know, m- multiple encounters with church over the years and it's ended badly, right? And so now you hide yourself and you're not a part of what's happening, mm. um, you know, I, I would I would remind you of this, you know, God hasn't given people of God a spirit of fear. And, and for you to hide yourself, I understand the hurt. I understand it makes you want to cover yourself up and not, and not, you know, be vulnerable and out in the open. But, but in the end, you know, even in the hurt and in the pain, you know, God is in that. You know, we, we don't say that, that, you know, through suffering, that means run away and hide. We say through suffering, God has a deeper lesson for you to pull you in closer to himself. And so we would encourage you, um, don't hide anymore. The, mm-hmm. the days are dark. The days are evil. The kingdom needs people yep. to, to kind of come out from underneath the covers. And so, um, you know, Pastor Robert, we're, we're just about out of time for, for this, <laughs> for this episode. It kind of went quick. Um, you know, I, I want to just take make a quick plea to, to those of you that have listened to this episode. Um, God's heart, he's searching to and fro, the scripture says, mm. uh, throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are turned towards him. 
And so for whatever reason, if, if you're looking for an inspiration, you're looking for a leader like a Jonathan to follow, Jonathan is, is a beautiful picture of Christ. He's the one that comes aside from the camp to do what he's been called to do. And in that one act, he inspires everybody else to get involved. Yep. It's very similar to what David did. David is the representative. He's not you. David is the one. He's a type of Christ who stepped forward to slay the giant. You're the Israelites in the corner, afraid. And when he slays the giant, you become a victor. And then they get up and they pursue victory as victors because of the one that did it for them. And so come out from underneath the covers, present yourself and let God use you. God bless you guys. We're out of time for this episode. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If you've been encouraged in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.